Thank you and welcome to the STI Professional Reminder Podcast Series. I'm your host today, Heath Alloway, uh, Director of Business Development at BKD. And then also we have our guest, Amy Franco from Impact Instruction Group. Thank you again for joining us today, Amy. Always glad to have you. Hello and thank you. I appreciate being here. Well, Amy, this is a topic that you and I have talked a lot about over the past few years, and it's one that you know, we've, we've been involved with some presentations around the firm. And uh, what we're going to get into are some ideas to help move your client opportunities forward. And when we, when we say presentation ideas, there, there's all kinds of different presentation examples, whether it's a formal RFP that we'll get into, or if it's something that could be leveraged in uh, more of your BD conversations or, or meetings or uh, potentially even even conferences that you're at. We'll also get into some of the common mistakes that are made in presentations, uh, but we'll also share some of the best practices uh, and, and ideas that will help make your next presentation uh, a little more impactful and, and potentially more memorable for the clients or prospects uh, that you're talking with. So with that, Amy, we're going to jump right in and what are some of the various uh, presentation opportunities we have with our prospects and clients? Yeah, so so if we expand this idea of, of presentation and, and think about it as just raising our awareness that it's communication. Communication is a much, a much uh, kind of a broader frame of reference. Uh, it's, and it's more often that, than we think that we have the opportunity to present or to communicate. Uh, like you mentioned uh, in the introduction, it could be that formal RFP or that formal conference presentation that we're asked to do, or it could be that impromptu conversation that we're having at a conference or anything else in between. So think about your uh, business development meetings your client reviews, your internal meetings. And, and not to make it sound like we always have to be in this quote-unquote presentation mode, but it's the general awareness to give ourselves an awareness that we have many more opportunities to present than we think. And also raising the awareness that at any time we're in a phys- physical community, a virtual community, whatever that happens to be, we're, we're representing ourselves and, and we're also representing the firm. Absolutely. And kind of what, what you're just describing there too, Amy, I, I see a lot of, and I'll, I'll maybe reference it different than a presentation, but you know, that initial contact with a person and the, the lasting impression you make. And I think sometimes we undervalue how big of an impact we can make in just a few seconds of, of talking to someone and having them remember us. And, you know, some of those various situations you, you just described kind of started getting my, my mind going. And there, there's a story that I want to share with our audience before getting into the next question, but I, I won't use names or offices, but there was a situation where we were one of the final firms. I think it was narrowed down to, to four or five firms. And when we got to the actual presentation, all the other firms were in the room and each firm had 10 minutes to uh, do their presentation. So by the time you went third, fourth, or fifth, every presentation started to, to sound the same. So with that, what what are some of those common mistakes that that you see in presentations? To focus maybe in on on three common mistakes that I that I see pretty regularly. I have fallen into these traps myself. <laughs> uh, so the, so the first one is um, oftentimes our presentations are too focused on us and not enough on the client. And your opening story there is a great example of a really common, that's a really common trap that we can fall into because when we are really focused on us, 
and not on the uniqueness of the client or their situation, then we start to look and sound like everyone else. We, we fall into that world of sameness uh, trap uh, that, that I've often talked about. So, so that's the first one. Uh, the second one is oftentimes we don't do enough preparation on the front end. So it could be an example might be we aren't crystal clear on the key outcomes that we want to be accomplishing as part of the presentation. Uh, we might also say, well, you know what, we'll, we'll figure it out when we get there. We, we have an hour, we have 90 minutes, um, we'll, we will, we'll figure it out a little bit closer, closer to the date. And then what happens is that date ends up on our calendar much more quickly than what we were anticipating. And we might be going into that presentation not, feel, not feeling as confident or as prepared as we would like. And then the third one that I see very regularly is, and this ties to the second point, not enough room for conversation after the presentation. So when, when we know that we have X number of time, uh, you know, X amount of time, let's say 90 minutes for a client presentation conversation, making sure that we are figuring out the kind of timing that we want to have to leave room for conversation, we often don't do that because we aren't prepared enough. And so as a result, we get to the end and we've used all of our time and we have not gotten to the outcomes that we want to get to. So those are probably the three that I see most commonly. Yeah, those those three are definitely some of the things that I see as well, Amy. And what I can uh, promise the audience I did not pay Amy to say this or did we even prepare on this one, but the preparation and you know, just being candid on some of the, the things that I've heard around the firm over the past few years, Amy, when we we've got to this stage is whether it's three people or six or seven people involved that we, we don't have the time to do this or to spend a half a day preparing. And my response is, well, think of how much time we've spent building the relationship, how much time have we spent on the RFP, how much time have we met with them over the past two or three or four years, whatever it may be. And if we lose out on this opportunity, how long is it going to be again before we get to this chance? Or if we lose this one, how much time are we going to have to spend building another relationship with another prospect uh, to potentially fill that same revenue bucket? So I, I know it's challenging at times, but it's very critical to, to make time for that. And I've seen it time and time again. It is more uncomfortable to prepare and present in front of your peers than it is the actual client or the prospect. And I've also seen that you know early on in, in the practice, it's very rough. You know, probably not the most buttoned up presentation, but by the end, we're really hitting our stride and we're walking into that room for the actual presentation uh, with a lot more confidence than, than what our peer firms are. You've, you've talked some about the mistakes. What are some ways that we can actually improve on our presentations? Yeah. So, so if we take those, those three common mistakes and, and turn them around into how can they become best practices, I'm going I'm to start with the, with the one that you have just, just mentioned, which is around investing that time to prepare and to do the dreaded role play of the, the entire situation. And, uh, and for those of you that have listened to our podcast around growth mindset, if this is something that it, it gives you a pause or gives you a bit of a blood pressure moment. Think about it as a growth mindset opportunity. Um, this idea of, an, of the investment of the time to prepare and, and to role play out the situation, especially in a high stakes presentation, a high stakes pursuit. If you talk about the amount of time that we've invested in building the relationship, we've invested so much time there. Let's invest just a little bit more time to make sure that the presentation 
conversation piece of it goes off as well as we possibly could plan for. Do the run through as if you are in the room, in the role, looking at, you know, what's, what are the logistics going to be? Where, who's going to be there? Who's going to take on what roles? So planning all of those pieces, make sure that the entire experience for the clients and, and for ourselves is as seamless as possible. Even challenging ourselves to identify where might we run into concerns or obstacles with this particular client scenario? And what are some of the ways that we might be able to work through those in order to get to the outcomes we want to get to? So so that time investment to prepare is worth its weight in gold because we've taken so much time to build the relationship. Let's not skip the step of preparing to be in front of them uh, for the opportunity to to earn the business. Um, So that's one thing. The next one is look at your next presentation. So look at, you know, you you have a presentation coming up with a client, or maybe you even have a presentation coming up for a conference. This can be used in multiple scenarios. But look at that next presentation. And just as an experiment, take out any references to the firm or to your services and solutions, just to see what's left in that presentation. It's a good litmus test on how in-depth our presentations get on the client or on the problem or the opportunity and what's important to them versus more about us. So when you go back to, to put those things back into the presentation, you can almost audition them in a way to say, all right, which of these pieces about us as a firm or about us and our expertise really, really line up with what's relevant to them? So, so just, just an experiment to see how your presentations are stacking up in terms of us versus the client, and are we really doing a client-focused uh, presentation? And then the last one here is about logistics and timing. So I, I call it timing. This ties to the investment to prepare and also the focus on the client and making sure we're, we're really keeping that client focus. Time your presentation. More often than not, we go way over on the time that we have allotted. And what happens is that doesn't leave any room for discussion or brainstorming. So as you build your agenda, build time in for post-presentation discussion. It could be 15 minutes if that's all that you have. But you'd be surprised at what you can learn when you open up the conversation to the client or to the prospect. What ideas were most interesting to them? Where do they maybe have some concerns? What are the next action items? So that's, a, that's your preparation and confidence too, so that you can get that next step booked in the business development process. So, so those are some things that we can do to kind of up-level our presentations and really make sure that they're, they're, they're laser focused. So if we do find ourselves in a room with four of our competitors, we make sure that we really stand out. And Amy, one thing that just to expand on that a little bit too, you you talked about whether we're focused on the client or, you know, talking some about BKD. One thing that we've seen really resonate during presentations too is is sharing uh, real life client stories. Yes. Uh, Stories sometimes trigger a a different part of your brain than than facts and are sometimes more relatable or more memorable. So sharing, you know, a client situation very similar to theirs and how we were able to help them kind of helps paint that vision. So I think that that's uh, something we could could expand on as well. And one thing, Amy, we we talked in the beginning about how we could this translates to other business development type conversations. 
you know, could you maybe expand a little bit on a, a lot of what you just talked about is, is something that you can leverage even in a prospect meeting where it's the first time that we've met them, or maybe it's the second time we've met them, but could you maybe share a little bit more on how we could leverage what you've talked about for those prospect type meetings? So back to our idea of presentation can expand to virtually any kind of communication situation, if you will. And our business development meetings, our prospect meetings, absolutely fall into that category. So if we were to take a look at the, these three best practices and maybe how do we, how do we apply them to a more uh, informal business development conversation, if you will. So if we if take this idea of pulling out any, any references to us or the firm as an experimentation, to your idea of stories and case studies, where can you maybe insert into your business development conversations the ideas of the case studies and examples of where we have maybe solved similar problems for a prospect or client. Because to your exact point, our, our brain really holds on to stories more than it holds on to the facts and the figures. We'll remember that stories long after we've been presented with you know, multitudes of data and statistics. So maybe take a look in your next conversation. Where can you maybe insert some of those case studies or some of those examples? Um, also, in terms of, of time investment and timing, those pre best practices can be applied to any business development type of conversation. So let's talk about timing as an example. Planning out our agenda for an important business development conversation can be just as critical as planning out an agenda for a presentation. So sending that agenda to the prospect or client ahead of time, making sure it's hitting on the points that they want to hit on, what else might they add to the agenda? Because now you're getting their buy-in and now you can allocate the appropriate timing to the various topics that you want to make sure that you hit on. You're prepped, you're confident, you know what you need to do in terms of your outcomes. That's gonna lead you to a much more successful uh, business development conversation and then that can come back to your investment time to prep. That, that timing piece, that agenda piece. Is there anything that you want to make sure that you have at the ready, that you have prepared in a business development conversation? Maybe they're gonna ask you a tough question. What, might, what kinds of tough questions might they ask you in a business development conversation that you can be prepared for? So that type of preparation can absolutely be applied to your business development conversations and your prospect meetings. Amy, you've talked about a lot of different strategies, tactics we can start to use, but if you, if you had to narrow down to one or two key takeaways for you know, a next presentation for our audience that's listening, what, what would it be? I would say a best practice that you can take away for a presentation or you can apply it to your next business development or your next prospect conversation is to have those stories and examples at the ready that, that you had mentioned earlier. Can you pull out two or three examples, have them at the ready so that you're actually talking about real life application of your expertise and the work that you do in the context of how it was done for a similar client? So, so that's one thing that you can do today for your next business development conversation, for your next presentation, or whatever that client interaction happens to be. Very good. Well, Amy, as always, we appreciate your, your insight and time. 
And thank you to everyone that has uh, listened into our podcast. And we'll look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you.